0: I know that you got your bachelor's degree in business administration from Washington University um, here in St. Louis, your master's from WashU as well in health administration, and your PhD from the University of North Carolina Chapel Hill in health policy and administration. But really, who was Simone, the 10-year-old? Well, you know, that's kind of interesting, Simone, the 10-year-old. So I'll tell you, Simone, the 10-year-old,
1: always thought she wanted to go into business. So my father was a um, an executive, a businessman, and he worked for um, Nestle Carina. Um, You know, I saw the kinds of things that he did. And I thought, you know, when I grew up, that's what I want to do, too. So I was always interested in business from a young age. Um, I, I don't know that I had any real aspirations, but I wanted to be an executive and I wanted to run things. So that was essentially Simone as a 10-year-old. Where did you grow up? I grew up here in St. Louis. I grew up in U-City, uh, product of uh, the U-City school system uh, at the beginning. Went to high school here, Lutheran North High School, which was a wonderful institution, and um, really enjoyed growing up here in St. Louis. You know, it's uh it's really nice when you grow up here and then you have a chance to go away and you get an opportunity to really see um, see the blessings that exist here in this region. So um, I was extremely happy to come back and I'm just blessed to be here.
0: You went away to D.C., right?
1: Yeah. So initially, um, after grad school, after I got my master's degree, I moved to D.C., um, worked in D.C. for a while. And then went back to school uh, to UNC Chapel Hill to get my doctorate, um, moved from North Carolina to Boston, lived and worked in Boston for a while, and then got the opportunity to come back to St. Louis to teach at WashU.
0: I'm sure as the dean of the George Herbert Walker School of Business and Technology uh, at Webster University, you can tell me the percentage of African-Americans who have PhDs. And even if you can't tell me, (laughs) I think you and I both know that it's a very small number.
1: It is a small number. I cannot tell you the exact percentage. (laughs) I cannot tell you that, but it is a small number.
0: Yes. Mm -hmm. So talk to me about the the decision at that time to get a PhD. What, what, I'm a fly on the wall. What was that decision like? What went into that?
1: It really started when I was in grad school working on my master's degree. Uh, In in my particular program, I have a master's degree in health administration, and in that program, we had to do a lot of reading, as you do in most master's degree programs. And um, I did a lot of uh, research on health care for African-Americans. And Mm. I saw all of these researchers who were doing all of this work, and a lot of the things I was reading at the time, I had concerns about uh, in the sense that, you know, I didn't think the research was done well. And I thought I could do a better job than what these individuals were doing. Now, that, that's a lot of hubris to think, you know, as a master's level student, you know, I can do better than this. I can write better than this. And, you know, I started thinking, I should do this. I should tell our story because these people out here are not telling our story in the way it should be told. Mm. And so that's when I really started thinking, okay, I should get a doctorate. And so, um, you know, at the time I needed to, you know, complete this journey for my master's degree. Um, I was in a program that was set to do a pre, um, a residency following the completion of my uh, master's degree. So I went ahead. I did my residency, um, got a job at the hospital in which I did my residency, but all the while I was thinking, you know, eventually at some point in my life, I'm going to go back and get this doctorate. So the hospital I went to work at in uh, D.C. began having financial difficulty, and I started thinking, okay, well, what is my next move from here? I can go to another hospital, or I can go back to school. And I decided that I would go back to school earlier than I had originally planned, and um, applied and was successful, and decided to go back. So that's sort of the the trail of my decision
0: there. So Simone, was your in talking about your father uh, as an executive, was he the the greatest influence? I mean, the, uh, the answer is supposed to be yes, but but <laughs> were, were there were there teachers in middle school? And high school, where there was there a church, a Sunday school teacher who, who influenced you as well in, in U City and, and, and uh, other high school in the other high and Lutheran? You know, I
1: would say uh, you know, my dad probably was my biggest influence, but along the way, you know, you never know how people are going to influence your life. So I just had a conversation the other day, and I was talking about one of my um English professors when I was in high school. And you know, he probably never even knew this because I didn't tell him, but I had a paper that was due once. And I thought, you know, for my whole life, I've had all this uber confidence. So, you know, I'm in high school and I'm thinking I'm just this fabulous writer and, you know, I deserve A's on all my papers because <laughs> I'm so great. And uh, this this uh, instructor, uh teacher gave me a C on a paper that I thought was fabulous. And you know, I looked at that and I kept reading it and you know, at the time, I just thought it was rather ridiculous that he gave me the C. And so in my mind, I thought, okay, I'm gonna really focus and I am not getting another C on the paper here and he obviously didn't know about my skill set. So anyway, um, I was talking about this because, um, I don't know, maybe five years ago. I was doing some cleaning in my basement. And I found that paper because I had kept it all this wow. time. So I found the paper and I'm going through and I'm reading it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, but obviously, you know, if I had to grade that paper now, it would be a seat paper. Wow. But, you know, as I look back, that instructor, that teacher really did inspire me to, to buckle down and ensure that I never got another seat because, you know... I just couldn't believe it at the time. But, you know, those kind of things make a difference. And I think sometimes, um, you know, we experience things in life like that um, and we don't realize at the time how beneficial it is for us, you know, to maybe get knocked down a little bit. But you learn from those experiences and you move forward.
0: Dr. Simone Cummings is the Dean of the George Herbert Walker School of Business and Technology at Webster University. And Simone, you are indeed living history. Thank you so much. You are so sweet. Thank you, Carol. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch.